So one of the most profound stories that uh, I took back from Haiti was a case I called Machete Man, which which sounds a little uh, insulting, but actually really is appropriate. Machete Man is a gentleman who came into our makeshift ICU at some point in July, and he had sustained a machete wound to his head. I'm not sure of the exact circumstances around the machete wound, but it sounds like from what I remember, he had a fight with a neighbor and the fight got physical and a machete landed in his skull. At any rate, he presented to our ER with these wounds and really had significant neurologic findings, meaning he was practically comatose, unable to follow commands, and essentially uh, almost close to being brain dead. The case really became confusing on his third day of hospitalization when uh, the decision was made along with his wife to actually get him back home. Now, this may sound sort of extraordinary or peculiar to audiences used to very thorough and aggressive care, but the state of affairs in Haiti at this time, in addition to our resources, really precluded from aggressive interventions. So the decision was made, mostly based on his wife's preference, to get him home in a taxi rather than continue to provide hospice or end-of-life care in our makeshift hospital. We were shocked that she had suggested this. In some ways, I thought it was very brave. But she had requested that we send him home alive because the cost of sending him home in a hearse or as a dead body, if he did expire, was prohibitively expensive and much more costly than if they were to take a taxi cab together. The crazy thing, of course, being... Uh, Myself as a practitioner and other physicians and nurses involved have never sort of let someone go in a taxi, comatose, with a bleeding skull fracture. That was difficult to sort of wrap our heads around, but made sense in the context of her wishes in addition to the resources that we had available in Port-au-Prince at that time. Her main desire here was to really get her husband back to their rural village, no matter the outcome. And the reason behind that really stems from the idea that she wanted him in his local community among village elders and among the community that uh, they live around instead of in a strange hospital or city setting. And she was pretty dead set on getting him back one way or the other. And in medicine, we often look at the risks and benefits and the opportunity to sort of meet uh, patients and their families halfway. And in this case, it really was a no-brainer. We didn't have the technology or the diagnostic or operating equipment needed to save this gentleman. And so sending him home in a taxi kind of made sense. Now, though it made sense, it was also quite surreal and very sort of difficult to put in place and to have happen. And by that, I mean uh, grabbing a gentleman from a bed, from a gurney, who's half comatose and sort of propping his body up in a taxi cab didn't feel very good for any of us. He had no consciousness or reflexes or sort of muscle tone and was really unable to prop himself up. So we kind of laid him in the back seat with his head up against the window, his wife beside him, and we said goodbye and sent her home after raising about $100 for the taxi cab fare. And this story really stands out to me as as a sad story uh, and in some ways a romantic one too in the sense that she was able to at least take him home under the circumstances of her wishes in a setting that was of her choice. And we often say in medicine that we're apt to empower our patients and their family members more so than the actual care that we provide. And the importance in that is sometimes overlooked or not taken seriously. 
So the reason Machete Man and this particular story really stands out to me six years later has so much to do with respect for human life and the dignity in dying and meeting patients and their family members where they're at with their resources and their circumstances.